1: influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at cuttereconomicforum.com.
2: On Friday, Transport for London, which oversees that city's transit system, announced that Uber was not, quote, fit and proper to hold a private hire license. And the agency announced that Uber's license to operate in London will be revoked on September 30th. London is one of Uber's largest and most lucrative markets with about 40,000 drivers and 3.5 million regular users, according to the company. And Uber has said it will challenge the revocation in court. It's also said, though, that it is willing to make concessions to get its license renewed. Here to talk with us about London's action against Uber is Benjamin Edelman, a professor at Harvard Business School. Uh, Benjamin, Uber's had a lot of battles with Regulators around the world on various things—they've had all sorts of problems. Their CEO is ousted this year. Um, why did London now conclude that this is a uh, that they shouldn't have a for higher taxi license?
0: Well, it's a combination of concerns. The very scandals that you reference, uh, certainly London was concerned about Grayball, the Uber function that was designed to and did block regulators from seeing what Uber was up to. Can't really have a second set of books to show the regulators uh, versus what the real drivers see. That didn't reflect well on them. There are concerns about safety, about reporting to the police. The overall concern is that Uber doesn't play by the rules, and that maybe doesn't work so well in London. You can just barely get away with it in most US cities, but outside the United States, sometimes the rules are taken a little more seriously.
3: So Benjamin, Uber has fought these battles not only in the United States, but outside the United States. And it says it's going to appeal the regulator's decision. It threatened to take the city to court and it started a Twitter campaign and an online petition that already has more than 750,000 signatures. What is the judicial process that it will have to go through?
0: Well, the formal judicial process looks a lot like what you'd expect. It will be... uh, formally argued in court with lawyers for both sides. But at the same time, Uber follows its standard playbook in trying to turn this into a political contest, all but a popularity campaign. Can we get more Twitter fans than you? And if that's the test, if that actually made the difference, Uber surely would win. The amazing thing is that, of course, the regulators feel that pressure. The mayor of London is going to feel pressure from his constituents, and ultimately it's hard for him to do the opposite of what the voters want. So are there things
2: uber might be able to do besides pressuring the regulators to uh get them to change their minds here absent going to court
0: certainly uber has made changes in specific jurisdictions where so required by capable regulators you look at what uber had to do in singapore in singapore the Government insisted from the outset that every vehicle used to provide commercial service needed to have commercial registration. The driver needed to have commercial driver's license. And so Uber did it, the opposite of what they did in the United States, of course, where the drivers are all using regular driver's licenses and regular non-commercial cars. In Singapore, they had to do what the government wanted, and they did.
3: So, Benjamin, what would be the biggest issue as this is appealed? Would there be one that stands out?
0: If I were Uber, I'd probably be challenging the order as arbitrary, as insufficiently linked to specific problems. I'd say that greyball was a technique used in other jurisdictions, but never used in London. So what's the big deal? Uh, on the flip side, London will say, look, we're assessing your character as a company. You're a company with unfit character. This series of scandals reveals something about your corporate personality. And that's not the kind of company we want operating on our streets. Taxpayers pay for the streets and taxpayers don't want you. They're actually both pretty good arguments. And it's almost like two ships crossing in the night.
2: Well, Benjamin, you know, London's a pretty big market, but Uber's a very big company around the world. How big a hit is this to Uber, not to be able to operate in London, assuming this gets upheld?
0: Right. Well, London is one thing, but you've got to think about the other countries that might look to London's example. They see Uber all but banned from so many places in Germany. And how about uh, London? And you think about the situation in Tokyo, which has been an awfully tough market for Uber, and China, of course, off the table uh, after the company all but gave up there. Well, it's a series of of. Disappointments and defeats for Uber that ultimately add up to something more than some of the parts.
3: And Ben, in just about 30 seconds, does it seem to you as if Uber's handling this a little bit differently from other confrontations in cities where you have that open letter saying, You have my commitment that we will work with London to make things right and keep this city safe?
0: Right. The Uber of a year ago wouldn't say on the first day that they're prepared to compromise. The Uber of a year ago would fight, fight, fight to the death. And that's not the strategy they're taking now.
2: Well, so they have, I mean, they have one in other places. They seem to indicate they were going to go to court right away. Do you think it's going to end up being more of a negotiation that gets them back in here? Or are they really going to have to fight in court? We've got about 30 seconds.
0: Right. Well, the ultimate question is whether the regulators who hold all the, all the power here, whether they'll accept what Uber comes to offer. Will the regulators feel compelled when, when voter citizens sign petitions? Does it matter? Can you petition your way out of a parking ticket? If I parked in front of a fire hydrant, can I get all my friends to sign up and say I shouldn't have to pay? I don't think that would work very well for me and the fire hydrant. Can Uber somehow, by having more friends, get itself out of the kind of trouble that they're in? Maybe. It's worked in other places. It worked right here in Boston, so maybe Uh, it'll work in London, too.
2: Our thanks to Benjamin Elman of Harvard Business School.